Good evening. It is now 520 when I'm recording, hence why I said good evening. Good morning to those watching in the morning. Welcome to week 13 of the Miracle Podcast. God has been super good, moving real good. Through these past three months of quarantine service we've been having here, it's been a blessing. Can't meet together, but you know, different mode of transportation, different mode of, of, of reaching lives God is doing here. And I hope this new week finds everyone well and safe in these turbulent times. This week has been well for me. I tend to get worried too quickly. That's what Grey's Anatomy does to you when you see one simple spot on your body. So pray for me in that regard. Amen. I am weak as well, but with God's strength, I am made whole. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Last week, we did Jonah 1. We did Jonah 1. And we went into the story of how Jonah, he was disobedient to God's will, disobedient to his purpose. And then he found himself in his own storm that he caused. And the sailors had to throw him off of their ship because his storm that he caused was affecting their ship. And we went into how what happens when another man's mistakes is your misery. And we went into how sometimes you have to throw off people off your ship so the storm that they caused could stop. And before I continue, I want to thank God because his spirit is moving in my life so much that he's bringing me to a new level of the gift he has given me in which I could write sermons now in a matter of one to three verses, three to five verses instead of a whole chapter. And I know y'all was tired of the whole chapter business. I know half of y'all fell asleep like halfway through it. But, um, you know, God is good. So I really encourage you to go watch the previous sermon of Jonah 1 as we get into Jonah 2 today. Jonah 1 was titled The Hope to Escape because Jonah was so eager to escape God. Once we realize that we can't escape God, man, then we just follow his will. <laughs> just follow his will. But now that leaves us at Jonah, Jonah 2, Jonah 2 verse 1. In my case, since I am reading from the NLT version, it will be Jonah 1 verse 17 because it's a newer transcript. But the old transcripts, like the King James Version for them older folk, is Jonah 2 verse 1. Jonah 2 verse 1. Today I'm mostly planning to dive into one verse. We'll cover one other that's connected with this one verse. And before I continue, there's a lot of misconceptions over, over Jonah. And we all know Jonah and the whale as his prevalent story. We all know Jonah and the whale, but the Bible doesn't say whale. It says great fish. But historians, biblical historians, believe it was a whale. So... Hence that, hypothetically, we're going to call this fish that Jonah gets stuck in a whale. A whale. A whale. So now Jonah is kicked off the boat. He's kicked off the boat. Now he's in deep sea. And this whale comes. And this whale comes. You're not going to get the title of the sermon right now. But when I do unveil it, <laughs> you'll see how it makes sense. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just want to thank you. For this other moment of, of rejuvenization and replenishment and encouragement. May your spirit speak through me as well as to me and encourage me as I speak, as you speak through to me. Lord God, I uplift every ear that airs and every heart that is 
receiving right now so they may be blessed and encouraged. Whether it's now, five years from now, ten years from now, fifteen years from now. We know that the same God of yesterday is the same God of tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, I got to remember that sometimes in my life, that the same God of yesterday is the same God of today and tomorrow. You know, just uh, it's a matter of building up your faith and being constantly with him. Anyway, so, you know, just keep me in your prayers. Just keep me in your prayers. So Jonah 1 verse 17. Let's get to the gist. I don't think you're ready for this one. So as we know from last week, Jonah got kicked off the boat, as I said earlier, because of his disobedience. He was caught in a great storm, but, but, but the Lord still worked through the storm to save the sailors and awaken Jonah to who he is. And I want to cover three views of Jonah in the whale. I want to cover three views of Jonah in the whale. I want to cover Jonah before the whale, in the whale, and after the whale. Before the whale, in the whale, and after the whale. But now, Jonah's kicked off the boat. He's in deep sea. He probably thinks he's going to die. He's in deep sea and he probably thinks he's going to die. Excuse the noise that you hear in the background. It is my mom leaving. If you guys heard any of that. If you did not, then excuse what I just said. But that leaves us at verse 17. Before the whale, in the whale, after the whale. We all know this story, but the Spirit gave me a deeper context. Verse 17 of Jonah 1. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So now Jonah's kicked off the boat in deep sea. And I want to shift our focus to before the whale first. Because before God allows the whale to swallow Jonah, Jonah's in the sea. He's in this sea after being kicked off a boat because of a storm he caused. Once again, I emphasize, whoever didn't listen to the first part of this and the hope to escape, I emphasize, listen to that first so you understand this much more better. So after being kicked off a boat because he, he caused the storm and now he's in this deep sea. Now imagine being in deep water. In deep water. And unless Jonah is an Olympic swimmer, he can't hold his breath for that long. He can't hold his breath for that long. So he's hanging on to dear life. And his eyes are open right now. Because, you know, you can open your eyes in the water. His eyes are open right now. And he sees nowhere out. Because all he sees is a deep sea. And remember, the Bible says that once he got thrown off, the storm was calm. But remember, just because the storm was calm for the sailors doesn't mean that was a point of view for Jonah. Because remember, when a storm is calming, the clouds are still overcast, so deep sea is still dark. So Jonah, all he sees is darkness and nowhere to go. Jonah does not know what's next at all. And he and 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 remember he's down in the whole lower deck of the of the boat before they throw him off. The Bible says he was on the he was on the lower hold. So when he gets thrown off the boat, he hits the sea immediately. He hits this place of downfall immediately. He hits this place of this is it immediately. 
He hits this place of what's next God so quickly. So Jonah, the Bible says, after he was thrown overboard, the storm was calm. I'm just setting the scene real quick because Jonah is in what seems to be a calm sea to others, but a catastrophic storm to him. Because a lot of the things that some of you might be going through right now, it may not see it may not seem the way it seems to other people, but only you know your true pain. Only you you know the sea that you're endeavored in right now. So Jonah, he's literally left for dead. Throw him overboard. Boom. I can imagine how many of us right now are in a deep sea. Don't know where to go. As a black people, don't know how the system is going to change. As those scared of Corona, don't know when we're going to open back again. And you can't breathe and you can't go through it much longer. And you could just imagine the guilt placed upon Jonah over what he did. Over him being disobedient to the call that God placed on his life. I can imagine for some of us the guilt over whether you did this the right or wrong way is overbearing. You can imagine you saying, even myself sometimes, saying, God, just kill me or take me out of this. God, the burden is too strong right now. Just imagine Jonah in the sea. A lot of us right now in a deep, deep sea. And I know he's in a deep sea because, you see, whales don't swim in shallow water. Whales don't swim in shallow water. So he's in a deep situation because he made one mistake. And he doesn't know what's next. But I came here to remind you today that God is saying, do not let the guilt of what you did yesterday allow you to forget his grace of today. Do not let the guilt of what you did allow you to forget the grace in what Yahweh did. God is saying, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. I might not take you out of it because I want to take you through it to show you that my mercy is greater than your mistake, Jonah. To show you that my mercy is greater than your disobedience, Jonah. To show you that what I did on the cross for you has proven that I love you and nothing can separate me from you. Nothing could separate my love from you. He's saying right now, my grace is sufficient enough. And all when you look around you and you can't see anything, my grace is all you need. For my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Shout out this place if you have a weakness. You see, because if you have a weakness, that is not when you sit down in bed and pout. That is not when you sit down in the couch and lay down and think. That is when you stand up and you say, I serve a God whose power is made perfect in my weakness. Maybe you need the sea before the whale to make you realize that you can't do it alone. Maybe you need the sea before the whale to make you realize that you cannot do it alone. Look, Jonah's in water right now, which means he can't speak. If he speaks, he's dead. And he's in such deep water that he can't even speak. You ever been in such a deep situation that it doesn't even seem like words could come out of your mouth? It doesn't even seem like words could come out of your mouth. 
Because what you see is affecting how you speak. But you see, that's why the Bible, that's why the Bible says to keep your mind on the unseen things. You see, because what you can't see and you just know, your speech could turn around and you can say that if God is for me, that whatever situation is in my life, it cannot be against me. Sometimes you can't speak because the burden is too burdensome. So what is Jonah left to do in this situation? All he could do is think. All he could do is think. See, maybe you get out of your situation not by your mouth, but by your mind. And maybe the spirit right now is saying, let me transform your mind and thoughts and make a home within you. Maybe it's your mind that has to shift a little bit. Here's a time for self-reflection. What are you letting in your mind that the Holy Spirit is trying to transform? And you could just imagine what Jonah is thinking right now. You know, I know you could imagine because we could relate. And I love how the Lord speaks to me to relate it to us in such magnificent ways. Right now, the Lord is saying, you, you, just imagine yourself in this deep situation, in this deep sea. Nowhere else to go. And all you could do is think. What do you think when there's not much you could do or say to come out of a situation? Do you think, God, why me? Or God, just take me out. Or God, I'm not going to make it. Or do you take hold of your thoughts and say, you know what? I serve a God whose mercy and grace and strength will not give me more than what I could bear. And he will help me endure if I could just get a hold onto him. Because my God, is a present help in the time of trouble. Remember one pastor put it this way. We want God's help, but we, doesn't, we don't want the trouble. Maybe God's help and trouble connects. Because it seems when you go through trouble, then God could say, all right, let me help my child. So whoever's in trouble right now, listen, take your trouble and turn it into trust. Not in the guilt, but in your God. Knowing that he is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. You got to know that you can't do it alone. For I can't do it alone. And right now the situation seems impossible, you're saying. But with God, guess what? All things are possible through Jesus Christ. Guess what? That's just before the whale. That's when Jonah was in the sea. No whale, no nothing. That's outside the whale. Outside the whale. See, because maybe God wants to prep you on the outside before bringing you to something, quote unquote, greater on the inside. And I say greater because you see, sometimes, as we'll see later, what God sees as greater, we see as less. We see as God punishing us. But God is saying, uh-uh, my grace is greater than your sin. But we're going to get to that soon. What am I trying to say here? That God wants to prep you on the outside before bringing you to something greater on the inside. It's called battle prep. Because you see, just because he take you out of one storm doesn't mean there's not another one waiting. Means that if the same mercy that brought you through the last storm, it's the same mercy that will bring you through the next one. Because his word says in Isaiah 41 verse 9, I have chosen you and I will not throw you away. And how many of y'all know that we are chosen by 
the blood of Christ when his spirit rose up again and now lives within us. So each of us are chosen, man, and he will not throw us away. Anyways, boom. Out of nowhere, the whale comes and swallows him up. And you know, this is where we shift to inside the whale. And it's a beautiful thing because the title of this sermon, sorry, I was gathering my thoughts. <laughs> I'm sorry. The title of this sermon is called Unpreferred Carrier. Unpreferred Carrier. How should I put this? You ever, all right, you ever order some clothes? Off of Fashion Over, Nike, whatever y'all shop at. And you know, their only delivery option is FedEx. But you rather UPS for whatever reason it is. You rather UPS. But it's the same clothes. It's the same destination the clothes you're going to. But because you don't prefer FedEx, you cancel the order. But it's going to your house the same way. It's getting to the place that you desired for for it to get to the same way. But just because it's not your preferred carrier, you don't want it. What am I trying to show here? Show tell you here. Sometimes you're not gonna get the things or get to the place you want to go by the means you want to reach there. But you gotta know that no matter the same this transportation, it's the same God. Different transportation, same God. No matter FedEx or UPS, the clothes are still reaching your desired destination. No matter the whale or no matter the the, the shark, Jonah will reach Nineveh because that is the desired place that God has for him. Listen up. We're not always going to get to the place that God desired for us the way we want to get there. Anyways, boom, and I'm going to show you that soon. Out of nowhere, the whale comes and swallows Jonah up. The whale comes and swallows Jonah up. Out of nowhere. Why do I emphasize out of nowhere? Because a new problem ever just catch you out of nowhere? A new problem ever just catch you out of nowhere? So first it's the ship, and then it's the sea, and then it's the whale. Now, what are we about to? What we're about to go into is very deep. No pun intended. So, boom! Now Jonah's inside the whale. The Bible says the Lord had arranged, had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. Had arranged. Had arranged. Which means this whole thing was planned ahead of time. Meaning God had already purposed this whale to come and swallow Jonah. Not to destroy him, but to deliver him. Why? Because Jonah might have saw the whale as a trap. But God planted Jonah in the whale for a triumph. Because you see, sometimes we get stuck in certain places. And we see it as a result of our disobedience. As our punishment. But it's in our punishment which lies God's purpose for something greater. 
It's in our punishment, which lies God's purpose in something's greater. It's in our sin that God gave his, his son to take upon our sin that we were supposed to endure and nailed it to the cross for something greater. Listen, not all the problems in your life right now is going to bring you down. But God is saying, if you could just open your eyes and see that I didn't just punish you, but I just saved you. You see, it might be an unpreferred carrier. It might not be the way you want to get to the next job. It might not be the way you want to get a new home. It might not be a, it might not be the way you want to get that new car. It might not be the way you want to head into a new relationship. And you see, sometimes you have to go through a breakup to get into a new one. You see, sometimes you have to learn from the past ones to get, to, to get insight for the new one. You see, it's an unpreferred carrier. Maybe what you see as a setback is actually a set up. Come on. Come on. What if God's grace doesn't always come in the form we want it to? I mean, we thought the king of the world would come as a king on, the, on a white horse. He came as a baby born in the manger. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Excuse me. Came in a, as a baby born in a manger. Before I even get into the whale, even more, I want to real quick show you what God revealed to me. The Bible says the fish was great. It was great. You know, the fish represents God's grace. But sometimes we see God's grace or the form in which God's grace is presented as a problem. The fish represents God's grace, but... Jonah sees a fish as a problem, as a setup. That's funny because God's grace always comes in the form of what we see as a setback. I mean, God's greatest grace came in the form of death. So this fish is great, like a lot of our setbacks in life right now are great. Let me tell you something. A lot of your setbacks right now might be great, but the meaning around it is greater. And look, if it is a whale, it would make sense because the Bible said it swallowed Jonah. And remember, whale don't have teeth. And if God sent anything else, if God sent any other animal, maybe they could have chewed Jonah up and killed him. What am I trying to say here? Your problems might swallow you, but they're not going to kill you. You see, because God has purposed it a certain way so that whatever you're going through, it won't kill you, but it will make you stronger. And you might not see it right now, but John 13, 7 says, right now you don't understand what I'm doing, Jesus said, but sooner enough you will understand. You see, because what if our setback is actually God set up? You see, your problems might swallow you, but praise God right now, wherever you are, that you're not dead, that you're not dead, that you might be in a deep situation. You might be in a deep water. You might be in a deep fish, but you're still alive. Let's look at Jonah in this wheel now. Swallowed up. Can't get out. Slime all over him. Can't get out of his current situation. He's in a dark place. Glory be to God, man. He's in a dark place. He's in a dark place. He's in a dark place. And 
I didn't mean to stop. I, I just, it's not even part of it, but the Holy Spirit leads in certain ways. I just want to spin out a special prayer for the racial injustice, the ones hurting over that, the ones hurting over Corona, and the people in Yemen suffering a mighty setback right now. And I pray that the peace of the Lord just go over those three things. Yeah. Amen. Well, let's look at Jonah more in the wheel. Swallowed, can't get out. Can't get out of his current situation. No food, nor drink, except the krillin water that God gave to this whale. And I love how he stayed there for three days and three nights. Because it emphasized that we're not going to come out of our situations right now. We may not get a job right away. We might stay in debt for a little bit. We might have some health problems for a little bit. We might, might be in quarantine for a little bit. We might got to go through some things for a little bit. But Jonah's stuck and he can't move and he can't do nothing. I know Odia right now can relate. In this dark world, in this dark place, don't know the next meal, wondering what God is doing. And you're just stuck because Jonah couldn't move and you're just stuck. And you feel like you're stuck at this standpoint. So the fish saved him, but also brought him great distress. The spirit acts, told me to ask you all, what's greater? The magnitude of deliverance through the whale or the magnitude of distress through the whale? Right now, Jonah's in this whale. I can imagine y'all in, the, in, in your situations right now. Deep down, nowhere to go, stuck. Some of y'all don't know where the next meal's gonna be. Don't know how you're gonna make it out. But right now, God has sent me to remind y'all right now in this season that he has you where you are for a reason. And he wants me to remind you all that your joy and peace is not dependent on what you have, but on who you have. God is saying, you know, I want you to realize that I am an ever present help in the time of trouble. That I am always faithful, that I am your rock and your strength. I am your mighty fortress, your strong tower. God is saying, you know, I want you to realize that I've supplied you with all your needs according to glorious riches of Christ Jesus. It means the Lord has already supplied you with the peace that you need for this day. For this day. For this day. Sometimes you miss the peace of today because you're focused on the problems of tomorrow. And look, Jonah had to sit in this whale stuck. Had to appreciate and eat what God gave the whale because that's all he got to survive. Jonah was living off what God gave the whale. Has any of you ever lived off what God gave other people to bless you with? But your ego and your pride is so strong that you don't want to take it, so you just stay starving. You just stay asking God for a way out. And God is saying, open up your eyes and see. And I'm providing you as we speak. And just because it's through an unpreferred carrier doesn't mean I'm not working through it. 
God is telling me to tell you right now that all you got is all you need and you need to manage with what you have knowing that it is from me. What is God trying to show Jonah in us? That he gives and what takes away. He gave Jonah this great calling, this, this great purpose. He gave Jonah this great ship to escape on. Jonah thinks he's going to escape. But boom. God takes everything away from Jonah. About to get this new job. About to get this new whip. And then boom. Corona hits and everything is taken away. But you see the beauty of something being taken away. That you could worship God for what you have. Knowing that he is your supplier. The beauty of getting something taken away is that you could take. You could, when you get that something back you could take it. Less for granted. And look, for some of us right now, it feels like all is taken away. But do you confide in the problem or in the Prince of Peace himself? And you see, Jonah had to go through that to realize that he needs to appreciate the calling and promise God has for him. What do you need to appreciate right now that God has given you? Because God has to send us through a great problem so we can be reminded of his great promises. That I will never leave you nor forsake you. And all who trust in me, I will renew his strength. So Jonah's in this whale stuck and all he could do is what we're doing during quarantine. Or what we're supposed to be doing and reflect. In the three nights with nowhere to go in quarantine, nowhere to go. All he and we could do is reflect. The question then arises, how do you spend your time? And you see, reflection brings rest. That's why we most, we most, that's why we must renew our mind daily in the word. And those who dwell in the most high will have rest. How do you spend your time? Reflecting or regretting? And look at. Look at Jonah 2, coming to an end pretty soon. Jonah is in this whale and he couldn't do nothing, so he just prayed. Prayed from where? Inside his setback. Inside his setback. And maybe right now God is saying, stop trying to do it alone. Stop trying to do it alone. Stop trying to fight this alone. But come to me in your situation so I can show you what I am really made of. I'm getting ahead of the sermon now, but God didn't spit out Jonah till after the third day. Because maybe thought maybe Jonah thought he could do it alone day one and two. But it took Jonah to humble himself and realize that he can't do it alone. He can't do it alone. God is saying, I want you to know that I'm in this with you. And your self-sufficient heart, if you could just ask me to create in you a clean one, I'll be proud to. And people, whatever situations you're going through, and whether you're trying to do it alone, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.16, always be joyful and never stop praying. And listen, I know sometimes you might think, I pray so much and nothing is changing. But don't stop, you see, because the prayer of the righteous one prevails much. 
The remainder of that verse goes on to say, be thankful in all circumstances. Because this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus. God, this is my will. This is your will for me. To have me in this deep situation. To have me in this great situation. God is saying, yeah, because I want you to realize that your Savior is greater than your situation. And I want you to have a heart of thanksgiving. I'm trying to develop something new within you inside your setback. You see, because when you approach me with thanksgiving... God, I could burp. Thank you, God, for that. Even the small things you got to thank God for, man. Even the small things. Even the small things that you just wake up in the morning and you have food and you can release. You can release it and all that stuff, man. You got to thank, thank God for the small things, you see. Because when you approach with thanksgiving, then the peace that passes all understanding will be given on to you. So, so because, because since we're so focused on what he will do. When we come to him with thanking him, the peace focuses on what he is doing now. And when we thank him for what he's doing now, then we don't worry about what he will do because we know that if he did it once, then he will do it again. And look, Jonah's in this whale, in this unpreferred carrier. Sometimes it's going to take a different location for you to get your prayer back. When he's in a different location and he gets his prayer back. Sometimes it's in running away, escaping from the place God called you to be, for him to wake you up. So when he renews you, you could go to where he needs you to be with a new attitude. And God is so good because Jonah didn't see the fish as a result of God's mercy, but as a result of his mistakes. As I said earlier, maybe we serve a God whose mercy Overrules our mistakes. See, because Jonah had to shift his focus and see his circumstance as a move of God through prayer, which led him to be able to proclaim this in verse 9 of chapter 2. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise, and I will fulfill all my vows, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. My strength comes from the Lord alone. You see, it was after he recognized God's move, reflected on his move, and humbled himself that God let him loose. Maybe God is saying to one of us right now, once you could recognize my move, reflect on you, how I could change you, and humble yourself, and realize that you're not supposed to do it alone. Then I'll let you loose. See, because maybe God has you where you are so you could work on yourself and change perspective before he could let him loose, let you loose. I've even, I'm even speaking to me right now. I'm even speaking to me right now. Saying, Josh, and whoever is listening, just depend on me. I will see you through. And you see, God had to show mercy on Jonah to show Jonah that, yo, if I could have mercy on you who messed up, then I could have mercy on the wicked city of Nineveh that I'm sending you to. And so again, you would have to read the, listen to the first sermon to understand what I just said there. And look, the Bible says the Lord ordered the fish, the whale, 
to spit Jonah out on the beach. What does that mean? God was leading the fish the whole time. This whole time, Jonah's setback was in God's control. And for a lot of us right now, we think the, the, the whale or our situations or our setbacks or the people trying to bring us down is in control of our lives. But God is saying, uh-uh, uh-uh, I am in control. As I close out, I want to bring you to science class real quick. Because a whale lets go of things through a blowhole. That's how it spits out things. The Bible said it spits out. A whale spits out through a blowhole. And a blowhole is small, right? And it can only fit up to about a six-pound baby, which is the average baby size. And it doesn't blow very far. It doesn't blow very far. But Jonah is a grown man. A grown man. Yet he fits through this blowhole. What am I saying here? God made a way through a tiny hole. Only a baby could fit through this hole. But you see, no matter how stuck we are, no matter how the circumstances may seem, when God makes an order, when God makes an order, the things we thought couldn't happen, happens because we serve a God in which the only thing he can't do is nothing. You see, Jonah thought the thing holding him was in charge. And you think the people holding you is in charge. And you think the situations holding you is in charge. But I'm here to tell you that we serve a God. We serve a Jesus Christ who says he is ruler over all authorities of the earth. And when he makes an order... The birds in the sky have to start chirping and the financial debt has to start closing and the job doors have to start opening because when he makes an order, the giants have to fall and mountains have to shake and diseases have to flee and doors have to open and relationships have to sprout in and by the name of Jesus himself. And imagine Jonah in the whale belly. Like there's no way out. There's no way out by what I see. See, people, maybe it's not about what you see, but about what God knows. And you see, his spirit lives within us and he wants us to have his thoughts. And you see, when we have a God knows thoughts, we know that all things work together for those who love the Lord. And my God has plans not to harm me, but to prosper me. Jonah's probably like in this belly, like some of us right now. There's no way out by what I see. Yet he's still praying. He's still praying. He's still praying in this, in this boat. Why? Because he, he, so, he shifted his focus. You see, because when we have a focus of what we want to happen, then we can't pray in our setbacks. But when we have a focus of knowing who our God is, then we could pray in our setbacks. So, Josh, what are you trying to say here? I'm trying to say that Jonah didn't allow what he perceived to affect his prayer. 
Look what else is cool and outstanding. To come out such a small hole, being such a big man, it's going to hurt. And listen, gaining freedom, a breakthrough in your life, it's going to hurt. And you're going to feel like you're at your greatest place of frustration, but all, oftentimes your greatest place of frustration is God's place of innovation, where he's bringing you to something new. I'm here to remind you all that one way or another, you're going to be set free. But are you willing to go through the fire trusting God that you won't get burnt? Maybe right now a lot of us are in this, in this blowhole stage. And the hurt you're feeling right now means you're on the brink of being set free. But you just got to know right now that in this blowhole stage, that God can make a no a way out of no way. That he could turn graves into gardens, mourning into blessings, beauty into ashes, seas into highways, and bones into armies. You got to know it. You got to believe it. And look where he landed. He landed on dry land. People get ready. Because you see, discipline at the time doesn't seem pleasant, but painful. Yet it produces a harvest of peace and righteousness for those who are trained by it. Get ready for dry land. 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 New dry land. Because guess what? Jonah never saw Nineveh before. So what does that mean? God is taking taking you to a place where you never saw before. Where he's going to use you where he hasn't used like anyone else before. Get ready for dry land. Get ready for dry land. But before getting on dry land, the whale had to go to shallow water. Where they don't usually travel. So it could spit Jonah out. So your fish is in uncharted territory. Your setback is in uncharted territory and God is controlling your situations and is bringing your situations into certain aspects, into certain areas where it can't hold on to you anymore. So it has to let you go. Has to let you go. The whale didn't belong in shallow territory, but sometimes your situations have to go in places they don't belong for you to be set free. Get ready for dry land. I almost titled this Get Ready for Dry Land, and I probably should have. But I'm preferred carrier. Because you see, it's not how we're transported, but it's who we trust in. The moral of this story is this, that what Jonah saw as punishment was already God's purpose. And God proved once more, like he did on the cross, that his mercy is greater than our mistakes. His, unf- his, un- his endless love lasts forever and his faithfulness endures. See, David got where God desired 
but not by the transportation he desired. You're not going to get to the place where God desires you to be or where your heart desires you to be by the means in which you want to go. When you think about it, if you read, if you listen to Jonah 1, the hope to escape, all this could have been avoided if Jonah was just obedient. If he was just obedient. Maybe your obedience in this season determines the whale of your next season. To emphasize this point, whatever, whoever is in a situation right now of darkness, keep praying. Jonah was in the whale's belly in a dark place, but yet he prayed. And get ready because you're about to be spit out on dry land. But guess what? You ain't going You ain't going to go, as I mentioned before, the way you want to go. So are you willing to trust no matter the transportation? And look, Jonah and Jesus, the same in that they both spent three days and three nights in a belly of darkness. But you see, Jonah's disobedience led him there. Led him to his darkness while Jesus' obedience Led him to his darkness. Why? Because you see, Jonah's disobedience should have led to Jesus' dark place. But it led him to dry land. Why? Because Christ's obedience allows the Father to overlook our sin and see his Son. So we're led to dry land even in the midst of our mistakes because of the mercy and grace of the obedient one, Jesus Christ. Right now, Christ is saying, I died so you can live. Excuse me. And since I live, you also live. You might be in a dark place, but guess where I arose from? I arose from a dark place too. And if I could conquer that dark place and my spirit lives within you, then you could conquer it too. But you need to awaken yourself to my spirit within. You got to let me transform your mind and heart. Maybe it's your mind in this season that's going to let you loose. So accept me in, he's saying. Allow me in. Allow me to make a home within you. You might be asking, Josh, how do I do that? He makes it so easy. He says, because I love you so much, I overlook the pain of the whips and saw the purpose in your victory through me. He said, my grace was so strong that each whip could not outlast the thought of you spending eternal life with me. Of you walking in my peace. That moment on the cross. He said it is finished. Death, sin, hell, the grave. It was finished. His purpose was finished. The moment he rose up again. He conquered it. Conquered the sin that 
and the guilt and the shame that you've been carrying. You said, I'd carry that no more and you should not either. Because the same spirit that rose me from the dead rose you up as well. And now makes a home within you. If you could just awaken yourself to that spirit within. Don't mean the battles won't go away, but it means you have a certain type of peace in those battles that you didn't have without me. You might be saying, Josh, but I don't fit the requirement. That's religion. Religion is about requirement, but relationship is about refreshment. Saying with me in your whale belly and your darkness, you have someone to lean on to. Some of us have been doing it all alone. Saying I made it this simple. Listen, it's because you go to church don't mean you're in a sturdy relationship with me. Number one, you are the church. Your body is the temple of the Lord. So everything you do must be onto him. He's saying, I live in you and I want to walk and talk with you daily so that my peace could override every problem in your life. So you could realize that my grace is greater than any health problems that you feel than any financial problems that you encounter. He says this, if you just confess with your mouth, And believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, Romans 10 verse 9 says. And by God's power, he was raised from the dead. You will be saved. Anyone wants to accept him as their Lord and Savior today so he could come and make a home within you. Just repeat that to me. Lord, I am a sinner. But if it wasn't for your grace, I would still be trapped by the bondage of death, hell, and the grave. But because of your grace and your love, I am set free. I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died for me. And by God's power rose from the sin, rose from the grave. And the same spirit that rose you up lives within me. Awaken yourself within me. Revitalize me, replenish me, rejuvenate me, and make a home within me. I surrender all to you. I surrender all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whoever prayed that prayer, I believe you were just saved. And that doesn't only mean peace here on earth, but that means eternal life with him. Turn a life with him in heaven. And that's why we could walk in peace here on earth. Knowing that we're not of this world. But we're of somewhere greater. That this is not our territory. But our territory is in heaven with the Lord. And we could keep that mindset. Then nothing of this world could bring us down. I love you all. Be blessed. Be well. Be safe. Thank you for listening in to this powerful word. Just keep on praying. Keep on praying.